Are you paying too much for your home and auto insurance? At Caleb Holloway State Farm, you're a one-quick-click call and quote away for some serious savings. Visit www.calebholloway.net or call 706-406-2111 for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, Caleb Holloway State Farm is there. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Is this not why you are here? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and today I have with me a very special guest. I want to go ahead and bring in Doc Gallows. Doc, how are you, sir? Good, man. How are you? We're doing great, doing good. I good. want to thank I want to thank you for taking the time out to talk to us and uh, and getting you in here. Uh, you know, everybody knows wrestling is is uh, is a, is a love of mine, and it has been since I was a small child. And so, uh, for me to get the chance to talk to you guys. Uh, it's, it's actually one of the highlights of doing the podcast for me. So again, thank you for coming in and, uh, and, and us getting to do this together. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me in. Uh, I'm very excited about our super summer sizzler series that kicks off this Friday night in Rome, Georgia for Lariato pro wrestling on the Impact plus app. Very excited to partner with our friends at KLT and the KLT arena. Uh, if you don't have your tickets yet, Head over to www.dlpwg.com. Grab those tickets there, or there will be limited tickets at the door at the KLT Arena this Friday. For any aspiring pro wrestlers out there, uh, myself, the Big LG, and Impact EVP Scott Demore will be hosting a seminar and, a, and an Impact tryout uh, Friday afternoon before the doors open. So the information to participate in that is also at our website. That's the lpwg.com i hope to see all the great fans of rome and the surrounding area out this weekend because we are kicking off a great lineup of shows we'll be in rome friday night saturday night we'll move down to dublin georgia and we'll finish out the weekend sunday with a 5 p.m matinee show in lyons georgia a lot of great local talent a lot of television stars from impact wrestling from aew will be with us this coming weekend so if you're a pro wrestling fan it's going to be a hot weekend in Georgia for sure. Man, that sounds like a, a awesome weekend coming up. And I and again, before we get out of here with you, 
I'll get those uh, websites and we'll attach them to our social media so that way everybody can kind of kind of we can help direct our listeners on where to go on that. So that very would be, cool. That would be fabulous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know that uh, if you guys have not had a chance to go out to the KLT Arena up in Rome, Georgia, uh, if if I can explain it to you the best I can. It is old school Georgia championship wrestling back at seven oh five on the on TBS uh, Turner Broadcasting Network. It is yes, it sir. is old school wrestling, man, and it's uh, it that's what I loved about it then, and that's what I love about it out there is is how they how they do it down there. It's just uh, it's it's a good time. It's a family event, uh, and uh, everybody definitely should if you're a wrestling fan, uh, like Mr. Gallo said. You definitely want to go check this out. You definitely want to go uh, be a part of this this uh, promotion. It'll be a good time. Yeah, I, I couldn't have described it better myself. You know, it's funny that you brought up the old feel to it because a lot of times I have even guys that are, you know, uh, peers of mine, fellow wrestlers, workers in the business that will say, why do you have your own promotion still? What are you doing these shows for? What are you promoting this Impact Plus stuff? First of all, Impact Plus is a great app. we got every pay-per-view at Impact History. But for us to create original content, and to be here in the South, where I live, in Georgia, that's near and dear to my heart, and create that Southern professional wrestling, old school kind of feel, that old school genre. I, you know, I love that KLC Arena building. We got big matches coming up in there uh, Friday night. Machine Gun Carl Anderson, of course, my tag team partner, one half of the Good Brothers, taking on former Impact World Champion Rich Swan, And that is for the number two contendership, Eric Young had to forfeit our Lariato Pro title after a knee injury. Uh, that's why you see him in a limited capacity right now. Yeah, that's why I wonder what happened to Eric. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. Hey, we loved Eric when he did his fishing show. He's a maniac. So. Oh, <laughs> it's man. so cool. Yeah, yeah, Eric Young can do everything. You know, what an all-around great performer, entertainer, professional wrestler. I mean, that, that guy, uh, for all that he's done, is extremely underrated. But, right. Uh, you know, it was a blow to us. So we, we had already established John Schuyler, up-and-coming guy. You see him on AEW, AEW Dark. Hopefully some impact. Had become number one contender. EY goes down. So now uh, Carl Anderson versus Rich Swan, KLT Arena, Rome, Georgia, this Friday night. And the winner, Saturday night, when we go to Dublin, Georgia, the winner of Swan versus Carl Anderson takes on John Schuyler. We're going to crown a brand-new Lariato Pro heavyweight champion uh, Saturday night in Dublin. So, like I said, it's a huge weekend for us. I couldn't be more excited about it. It, it sounds it sounds freaking awesome. It does. It does. I, I know talking about EY. I remember the first time I ever seen that fishing show that he was on. Uh, in the, he was in a in a I think an American flag speedo and had on a gladiator <laughs> helmet, uh, spear, right. spearing fish with a triton on a on while he's skiing <laughs> behind a boat. And I said, "This is a guy I can support. This is a guy I can get behind." So. There's- you know, what's so awesome about that is he's a, he's a buddy of mine, and he, he confided to us that uh, he was never a fisherman. They loved his personality. So he's going out there, a complete amateur, doing all these crazy uh, fishing stunts, if you ever saw the show. Yeah. That wasn't just standing on the bank fishing, man. That was some crazy stuff. Yeah, it was insane. It was. It was good stuff. So. <laughs> uh, well, when you talk to him, tell him that the Cigar Store Idiots hope he has a speedy recovery. We, we look forward to seeing him back in the ring, too. So Absolutely, man. And we can't wait to get him back down here, part of Lariato, part of KLP, when he is healthy and ready, for sure. Well, I want to get, uh, now that I have you on here and I want to talk to you, uh, I, I want to know what, and I always ask all of our guests that come in, uh, that, you know, either we, we've had some professional baseball players, some professional football players, pro wrestlers. I want to know what what was the moment, who was the guy that you saw on TV and, and you were just like, 
that's what I want to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna grow up. And that's what I'm gonna do for a living. I'm gonna I'm, that's how I'm gonna do it. So who was who was your guy? Who was your role model in the there business? There were a lot of there were a lot of early influences because my fandom exceeded most normal kids. I, it was an obsession, uh, and here I am all these years later, and it obviously still is. But the first moment I was eight years old, and the morning cartoons were over, and wrestling started, and I saw Jake the Snake Roberts yes. get a DDT. He covered the guy, and then he pulled out Damien, and he throws a 12-foot python on him, and I was just mesmerized. And I thought to myself, I have to do that. Yeah. And uh, it, it's been a pretty big uh, – it was an obsession from that moment on, basically, until, you know, 10 years later at 18 years old when I was playing playing college football in West Virginia, and I wouldn't leave the local promoters alone. And finally they threw me in the ring one night, and I haven't looked back since. That's awesome. Ned, when you, and when you talk about Jake, Jake was like, when I was a kid, it was my favorite wrestler. I liked him. I, you yep. know, even when he was at yep. Mid South before he had the snake, I just thought, yeah, the DDT is the finishing move. Like that, that's always been like for me throughout the whole time watching pro wrestling. That was my favorite finishing move. And of course, uh, now you see guys do DDTs like four and five times in a ring. And I'm like, right. stop doing that. Yeah. It only, brutal. you only yeah. need one. <laughs> so. But, uh, but yes, you should anyway, right? Right. Exactly. If you do it right, you should just take one. So exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. well, let's, let's talk about, and I know you, you trained with, uh, and I read where you trained with Bill DeMott, uh, which, uh, he was an awesome big guy. So I, I would say you were a big guy. So it, it was probably tough, uh, learning the bumps and learning the, learning the business, being a big guy, uh, as, as opposed to being a smaller guy. But, but I remember Bill was, Bill was amazing as a big guy. He was so agile. Uh, I mean, he did some incredible things in the ring. So could you talk a little bit about training with Bill? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I started in 2002 and basically very little to no training. And then I just started traveling and learning on the fly. But I mean, you know, it was one of those things. I was a kid who wrestled in the backyard, so I had no fundamentals, no technique, and very limited training. So I was a lot of on-the-job learning for the first three years, but I was really determined to make it. So I continuously would send my stuff to WWE every week, you know, and I was very green. And I'm sure a lot of that early stuff, they were going, what is this guy sending this for? But eventually, I think my size and my, and my young age caught their eye when they were trying to fill up that deep south uh, territory that was here in Georgia. And mm-hmm. that's I got signed when I was 21 years old. I moved to McDonough. I've been in uh, I've been in Georgia ever since. I just live a few exits down now. Um, but I came in with Bill, and it was different for me because I was the greenest, youngest guy in the entire territory. You know, you had like Mike Knox, Derek Nykirk, who were coming in, who had just come off of tours of Mexico and Japan, maybe down to Puerto Rico. These were guys who had some seasoning. You know, Micah Taylor had been to Japan. Um, there were a lot of good people in that group who had, you know, significantly more experience than I did. So at first it was, it was, you know, the assassin, Jody Hamilton and Bill DeMott, uh, you know, together at deep South wrestling. And Jody confided at me later that he told Bill, look, this kid's too green to be on my TV show. So make him quit. So I was, you oh, know, wow. like you said, yeah, the technique wasn't there for me yet. I was clumsy running the ropes. I'd never been in bigger than a 16 foot ring. Here we are in a 20 foot ring. Everything was super awkward. So Bill, you know, him and Jody have been together a long time, WCW. He says, okay. He tells me, you're doing two training a day, two practices a day, because you need to get up to par with everybody else. But this isn't wrestling school like it is now, per se. Uh, this is 500 squats, run a mile, 300 push-ups, 200 sit-ups. Then we start bumping drills. Then we wrestle and blow up for three hours. And then everybody else would go home beaten up. 
and I would go to lunch and then come back for more. But I was too dumb to quit, too determined. And I, you know, if I was if I wasn't 21 years old, I probably wouldn't have made it through. But right. what I did was uh, I was able to. paid off and I got better and better and better and I was always a pretty good promo it was getting me up to stuff in the ring but about a year of that with Bill and uh man I was I was getting getting a lot better and then you know that led into the first thing I did on TV a year later um was debut on television and and chokeslam Kane and I did the imposter Kane gimmick uh and that was to promote at the time see no evil the horror movie that had come out with him and Again, I was still green and awkward and stuff, but that was a great opportunity for me because I basically went from obscurity to uh, to pinning Kane on a pay per view at 22 years old. Yeah, so was, that's uh, awesome. A lot quick. A lot happened quick, you know. Sure, I know, um, and I remember, and I'll just say this one more thing about Bill and uh, and but. I remember when I think he was probably the one that had to put Bill Goldberg over. Uh, I remember that match. Yep. In the first a, one, yep. And I and I'm thinking, man. He, he that was I didn't agree with that. So I know you have to do what you have to do in the business. But I think if anybody yeah. Bill should have been putting over uh uh no laughing matter for sure. He he uh yeah. no, he he's he was he was the guy. You know I mean, you know what I mean? It's like was, it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to watch the guy that's this been this this cut his teeth in the business and he's worked so hard and he's helped so many people and then you got uh you know the baby face come in and you got to push him forward so it's a uh, I guess uh, to me, uh, I guess the true wrestling fans, we all know that uh, that Bill Demont was was the better wrestler for sure. Bill was uh, Bill was a true professional. He could be a hard man at times, but I always say that I'm thankful for that because when he was hard on me, it turned me into what I ended up becoming. And I'm glad that you know I'm glad that I came up kind of rough and I had that old school value system kind of out of the business today. I mean, I learned a lot from Bill because. You know, we would do the Deep South Live events. Bill and I were together so much, we became, you know, he was my mentor, but he was my buddy. I was mm-hmm. the guy who was in the ring truck with him, riding to the shows and grabbing a beer after and listening to every story that he had to tell and, and everything like that. So I learned a lot about, you know, the ethics of the business and the old way of doing things from him, aside from what I actually learned in the ring. And uh, he was very instrumental all the way around for me. So I, I hated it years later when the, he got some bad press because the people said that, you know, some of his tactics running the developmental system and stuff were uh, were negative on them. I, I thought that, you know, sometimes you got to just toughen up. And They're too soft for the not. business. Hey, well, there you said it. Exactly. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't tell them where I'm at. I don't want to come in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I did. I saw, um, and I know you, you worked with Ray Gordy. You got you tagged with Ray, yep. which was the son of uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And we actually have Miranda on the show, and she's doing her thing right now. And uh, Yep. You're super, super proud of her and, and, and looking for good things for her. So um, I wanted to ask you, what is it like uh, getting into when you start working with these these family members of these legends? Like uh, I love the Freebirds. They were like one of my they were like to me, the Freebirds was was wrestling to me. So. Uh, yep. So when you're working with these guys, uh, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be a little nerve wracking. I would think it'd be a little I'd be a little nervous. Cause you, cause you got more well, eyes on you than normal, than a normal guy coming into the business. It, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't because, you know, Ray had come from pro wrestling Noah where he was a young boy in the dojo over there for Vader. And he had come back and he had signed with deep South, uh, with WWE to go to deep South right after I had. So 
Yeah, Ray was the son of Terry Bam Bam Gordy, and, and I was the same way. I watched a lot of Terry Gordy tapes as a teenager and stuff like that as a big man. You want to try to emulate him. He was one of the best. Yes. Ever, but Ray was my buddy. We were in there training every day, grinding and hanging out together and doing all that stuff. So it was like they had brought in Henry Godwin, um, and they were going to do a thing and do like a new Godwin gimmick with Ray and Henry. Well, Henry had some personal stuff happen at the time, so he ended up having to leave. He didn't stay with WWE. I don't know if he was released or he, he quit or, or what happened at the time, but, but Henry had to go. So they were looking for a partner for Ray because they wanted to do like basically a, a hillbilly gimmick, like right. a mid-card kind of babyface thing. And they brought in so many guys. They brought in Jacob Duncan, who was a big seven-foot guy from, uh, from OVW who looked like a million bucks. And that didn't mesh. They brought in Big Tilly, who was working down at uh, TNA at the time. He was a big heavy brother. He was a great guy, too. It just that didn't mesh. And I'd been watching the Blue Collar Comedy Special. And I said, at the time, they had they had moved Bill out after whatever had happened with all that. Dr. Tom Pritchard was in there training us. And, and he was kind of the head of Deep South at the time. And I said, man, can I cut some promos with Ray? I got some overalls at home. And basically, I modified some Blue Collar Comedy Tour jokes. And we cut a promo together. And they liked it. That's so, awesome. Uh, the next thing you know, we're going up and we're going to debut as these pig farmers on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And uh, right before the doors open the night we go to debut, they call us into Vince's office. And that's when Vince explained to me that they did not want us to be pig farmers, <laughs> that I was to become Festus. And Ray was to be my handler. We were going to be Jesse and Festus. And uh, we were going to be flown to Stanford, Connecticut to do vignettes. And uh, we would get rolling from there. And that's what happened. We were pig farmers for one week. And then that was the end that's of it. so that's crazy. How, that's how Jesse and Festus was born. But it's funny you talk about, you know, lineage in the business and stuff like that. One of our first, like, get-over matches with, with enhancement talent or, or jobbers, like they would used to call mm-hmm. them in the day, but basically just the local indie guys who were brought in, was in Minneapolis. And if you look back on it, it's Ray and I, uh, and we're in a tag match. And one of the uh, one of the guys on the other team, it was his first match ever, and it's a young Joe Hennig and his father's Mr. Perfect singlet. So oh, talk about wow. coming full circle with the second generation stuff. So, so Jesse and Festus was Joe's first match and it was on SmackDown. It's pretty wild. I got a, um, a story about, uh, Kurt Henning. We had, um, uh, when I was younger, I used to go out a lot. So, uh, and I was yep. a, a little less responsible, <laughs> but, uh, I remember, uh, that, <laughs> do, do you remember, uh, do you remember Cowboys and Kennesaw? I sure do. <laughs> okay. So during the, during the WCW days when they were, when they were doing pretty well and they were pulling all the guys up from no, up North down, uh, in yep. WCW had Nitro. Um, I, I remember it was, and it was before he had passed away, but I had sat down uh, one night and we, we had a circle of friends that they, they were, they were friends with the wrestlers. Like, uh, they were friends with Rick and Scott, uh, and Steiner. And then, uh, you know, of course the disco Inferno, I can't remember that guy's name. He was always around, but I said, I sat with a table. I sat at a table with Kurt Henning and I probably talked to that guy for two hours about just anything and everything and he uh he was a real genuine really genuine good dude and uh and and he he we talked a lot about wrestling and things like that so but uh and i and i had passed away but uh but yeah that would be that would be crazy to look across the ring and see his son you know in his singlet and you're about to go up against that's pretty wild that's wild yeah yeah it was uh it's a good memory and joe and i always laugh about it now like all those years later i'd actually forgotten about it and then when uh when Carl and I came back to WWE this last run, we were sitting on the back of a tour bus in Europe somewhere, and, and Joe brought that up, and we had a good laugh about it. But, yeah, it's crazy. 
It's uh, so you the promotions you work with. Of course, you've been with WWE and then TNA, uh, and then you worked in New Japan for a while. Um, yeah. What do you What do you think about? And I always like to ask uh, the 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 other wrestlers that we have in. Uh, how would the Japanese treat you guys when you go over there? Because you're you're all so much bigger than everybody. You guys Man. are you're like gods when you go over there, and they treat you like that. Is from what I've understood. Yeah, they 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 treated us like kings. I don't have one bad thing ever to say about my experience in New Japan. I don't know. You guys might not have seen it, but we just announced this week that uh, Carl and I are making our return to New Japan. Oh, okay. In, in the Tag Team Turbulence Tournament in Los Angeles, and then we will be at the first New Japan show in America with fans in over two years at the Los Angeles Coliseum, August 14th, a big pay-per-view for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I'm so excited to go back home to those guys. But back to what you said, uh, on Japanese soil over there, you got to remember, by the time I got there, Carl and I knew each other, but not great. And, and he had pitched me to come in, but not to be his partner. So he wasn't overly thrilled the first night in, but we had a killer match in Cork and Hall. Um, we went out with a sponsor that evening, had a great dinner, had some beers, had a great time. Pretty much became instant best friends, like that stepbrothers moment. Yes, and uh, and 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 that was right. That was a month after they had formed the Bullet Club. So I was like, there was the original group, and then the next month I came on the tour, and uh, and I was in there, and then the Bullet Club thing grew and exploded, and to experience getting to become that popular in a different country, and the way that the culture is there, like we literally we were, we were treated like kings. Five star restaurant every single night, um, everything on the house. They, bringing us gifts to the arenas. It, it was a great experience. And, um, you know, when the world's back open again, um, we'll be going back to Japan to uh, to do more of that. So I'm excited about it. We have a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's basically laid dormant uh, the last 10 months because we weren't able to, to travel there. But starting off on New Japan Strong and the big show uh, August the 14th in L.A. So it's very exciting. That's awesome. I know they those the Japanese have uh, they have such respect uh, for their fighters, uh, and, and even MMA, uh, even MMA guys, uh, there's just, it's just the way the culture is and how they treat, uh, the pro wrestlers and in the MMA fighters. It's, uh, it, it's a really cool thing to watch. And I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be a part of it. So that's, uh, that's, uh, kudos to Japan for taking care of you guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I said, I can't say enough good about, about new Japan pro wrestling as a company. We left because we felt like we had to leave and, and go get on American TV again, but we, we knew we were going to go back and we're happy to be going back. So it's, it's all worked out so nice right now with uh, being able to have all these promotions working together and the opportunity to kind of go all the way across the board. It's very cool. What was, uh, what was the moment for you? Uh, what, was your, what was your it moment when you, you – what happened at the point to where you just like, man, I made it? And was it with, was it you being in the video games or were you getting an action figure yourself? What what was the moment for uh, you? There, that's were, there, cool. there, were a couple, there were a couple of those in my first WWE run. I think first time I was in a toy store and I saw the, the toy, that was pretty cool. Um, and then when I was like 24, when I was doing Festus, I um, I made a event SmackDown against The Undertaker. And I was like, wow, that's like from what I came from in the last, for the time I've been wrestling for five or six years. And to get to do that, I felt that felt like a pretty crowning moment. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd arrived. Yeah, so. I mean that's that's the names that name doesn't get it. You doesn't get any bigger than than the Undertaker, and you're like yeah. you know, going toe yeah. to toe with him. Yeah, it came full circle too because I ended up being in his last match before he retired in the main event of WrestleMania uh, last year. So in the in the uh, 
what was the graveyard match or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, yeah he, he, either the, the Hell in a Cell or Graveyard or Casket or he always had something. Yeah. They had something creative, you know. The bone, but, Boneyard match, the Boneyard okay, match. Okay, I got so, you. Yep, yep. Well, what is it like, uh, and I know you worked in these different promotions or whatever, and you're looking at uh, AEW. The AEW roster has got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of new guys. There's a lot of big stars from other promotions. Uh, and then a, a lot of the guys from up the North promotion kind of work their way down to there. So what is it like working for those guys and, and, and what they're doing over there? What kind of differences are you seeing or are they making? Uh, I, I love it. I love the uh, the locker room atmosphere there. I love the open-door policy with, with Tony Khan. Uh, my boss, Scott DeMore and Tony, have got together and started to get along great. And it's, it's made for a nice relationship where everybody can uh, – kind of jump back and forth because we, we really uh up until this last couple of weeks we were the only impact guys who were over there doing any AEW stuff but you know kenny omega and the young bucks are, are some of my best friends in the business so it, it was a natural fit to go there and to, to work with those guys and hang out and uh create some pretty damn good tv you absolutely know, I, I, watched, I watched that main event that we had friday night in the six man with Machine Gun and Matt Jackson and myself, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's some good creative liberty over there. Um, they're open to a lot of stuff that we weren't able to do in WWE sure. as far as promo work and, and a little bit of different stuff in the ring. And I like the fact that you can see a little blood spill. And all you know, all that stuff. It, it motivates me for the stuff we do on a smaller level with my Larry Auto promotion. Like I'm. I'm pumped up for this street fight on Friday night. That's old school wrestling at its best. And I plan on, for those of you who didn't see it, I got attacked in the tattoo chair this week. And, yes, uh, I was going to ask Thurman, you about that. Well, but, but by his mask assailant, but I think we know who was under that mask. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to Rome for blood, brother. Right. So, uh, you want old school, hard-hitting professional wrestling, you're going to get it Friday night. Everyone's excited about the machine gun versus Rich Swan, but... I'm coming to get some of that ass out of Simon Sermon after what he did to me. He left me laying in front of my kids, so that's not cool. If you are sitting in the front row at the KLT Arena, make sure you bring some goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Because <laughs> you are way closer to the action than you ever thought you was going to be. So. Yeah, in that building, you sure are. <laughs> it's, it's great, though. I mean, that's what I, you know, we go back to talking about the old school days of wrestling, and, and to me, that's what it is, man. And it, that's that's the backbone of pro wrestling and uh to get back to that i think uh i think you guys are doing the right thing for sure yeah yeah like i said i'm very excited about it it's a big weekend for us and and because we're plugging things please www.thelpwg.com that's the larry auto pro website all the the tickets for this coming weekend are available there so okay check and- that out if you haven't already I will definitely get that on our social media. I have one more thing before you get out of here. I know you're super busy. Sure. Do, yeah. Do you have a story that you make it tell us that wouldn't be privy to anybody else knowing uh, as far as like going out somewhere and uh, maybe some trouble or a brewing or anything like that? You got any, any crazy <laughs> stories? Cause I know you got some crazy stories. <laughs> if you're in this yeah, business, I, you got I, crazy I, stories. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> a, a, a PG version, I, it, if you do. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's a lot easier to protect the uh, the innocent and the guilty if you don't divulge these stories. That's but, true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I've had a lot of good times on the road. I've been on the road with a lot of good guys and um, made some damn good memories. And, and that's what it's all about. I was talking to some of the guys, you know, about this upcoming weekend, and a lot of these guys I've known for so many years, and we're all just kind of 
we're pumped for the world to be back open so we can go out and run up and down the roads together and put on great professional wrestling in the evening and have a great time after that and then drive to the next town and do it again. That's what it's all about, man. That's the camaraderie of the business and being with the boys, and that's what I've always loved about it. So it's, it's always about making the next story, not telling the old ones to get somebody in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And and also, too, saying that uh, it's it's nice to go somewhere uh, <laughs> and the only mask you're required to wear is a luchador mask. So that's, exactly. that's a good thing. So. Exactly. Yeah, everything's uh, been nice to see things back open. I mean, for us to be able to have three shows on three consecutive nights in the state of Georgia. That's, that's what I've, I just love that about Southern professional wrestling. There's good fans here. Uh, they're supportive. They follow it. If you can pump out a good product, they'll show up and see it. That's, that's what we enjoy the most. Absolutely. Well, Doc, thank you so much for calling in, buddy. And uh, safe travels wherever you're headed today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, in, in watching you take uh, take it to this gentleman who uh, didn't have any better sense to attack you in a tattoo parlor in front of your kids. <laughs> so I feel, well, I appreciate feel sorry it, for that yeah, cat. So Yeah, it's going to be a long, long night in Rome for Simon Sermon. So I hope to see everybody out there, and I can't wait to get my hands on them. Thanks for having me in. Hey, thank you so much, man, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Yes, sir.